Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this podcast is about 5-HTP, which is the womanly antidepressant cofactor that could kill you. (laughs) That's right. I'll explain why in this podcast. Keep listening. So this amino acid consistently increases the levels of the feel-good neurotransmitter serotonin. And that's not always a good thing. So 5-HTP, that stands for 5-hydroxytryptophan. And 5-hydroxytryptophan itself occurs naturally in food in quantities uh, too small to uh, make a real big difference. Although you might notice it just a little bit, perhaps after your uh, Thanksgiving meal, after a big holiday meal or something like that. The human body metabolizes 5-HTP from tryptophan, which is another amino acid that we find in turkey, eggs, spirulina, soybeans, and Parmesan cheese, actually. And it consistently increases serotonin levels in the brain. But again, I'll repeat, that's not always a good thing. There's perhaps a bit of a misperception that Oh, serotonin, you know, serotonin's a good thing and you can never get too much of a good thing, right? Well, no, that's, it's, it's not like that, as I'll explain. So I use 5-HTP infrequently. Uh, I do have some experience with it. And uh, this article, though, it's going to focus more on decoding what the human studies are saying about 5-HTP and how this squares up with the anecdotal experiences of biohackers online. Uh, Towards the end of this podcast, I'll get more into my own experiences, thoughts, uh, and comparisons and such. So it has been studied worldwide and has been the subject of 190 articles of human research in the past 10 years alone that can be found on PubMed. And that's a fairly significant body of research. First, let's talk about its impact on mood. It's not a quintessential nootropic or smart drug that you can expect to enhance cognition and make you more productive. I think it's more accurately described as a mood normalizer. If your mood is down and you're depressed, it will bring you back to baseline. But if you're generally in good spirits, it won't do that much for you. Serotonin is one of the most important chemicals in your brain. When you eat great food, get a massage, have sex, enjoy time with friends, or accomplish a goal, it's serotonin that makes you feel great. As part of the serotonin production process, 5-HTP is an important cog in the chemical mechanism for happiness. And one English biohacker reported a lucidifying effect from it. Shortly after taking the supplement, 
my vision changes, colors appear more vivid, I feel lightheaded and generally at ease. My mind calms down and the racing thoughts stop. Today is the third day and I've noticed the intensity has gone up and it almost feels like I'm tripping on something. The sky looked absolutely amazing today. Colors are so intense but I feel kind of ungrounded and odd, but it's still pretty mellow with no anxious thoughts or anything that, uh, which is not good, I think is what he meant to say there. On depression, numerous studies, including double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical trials have shown that 5-HTP produces consistent results in combating depression, at least in the short term. In fact, a study comparing 5-HTP to fluxetine showed that 5-HTP is either equal to or more effective without the dangerous side effects than expensive prescription antidepressants like Prozac, Paxil, and Zoloft. However, an Australian meta-analysis analyzed 108 studies on depression and 5-HTP, and it reached a rather negative conclusion on 5-HTP. Quote, however, the small size of the studies and the rather large number of inadmissible, poorly executed studies cast doubt on the result from potential publication bias and suggests that they are insufficiently evaluated to assess their effectiveness. The quality studies done indicate that it's not a great monotherapy for depression. The studies in which it outperformed the placebo, it was not used alone, always in combination with other herbs and vitamins. A womanly antidepressant. As I perused YouTube and the biohacker forums, I noticed a bit of a trend. 5-HTP is quite popular with women and seems to be a real godsend of tranquility for many of them. There's a video, for example, that I'll link to of someone calling herself Princess Jowls on YouTube and she kind of typified the, the average woman that you'll find singing the praises of 5-HTP. Of the few anecdotal accounts that were unfavorable of or had a bad experience with 5-HTP, none were women. Men and women have different minds, fundamentally. IQ research has shown that women vary very little from the mean relative to men. If you're a woman, it's more likely that a biohack will work for you if it generally works for other women. If you're a woman, it's more likely that a biohack will work for you if it generally works for other women, more so than if you were a man, statistically speaking. Evolutionary psychology manifests as women's proclivity towards anxiety and insecurity, particularly anxiety and insecurity that's somewhat uh, episodic, that is somewhat acute, 
And 5-HTP is a noteworthy biohacking tool for members of the fairer sex to sail smoothly through the rough seas of life with grace and elegance. Let's talk about serotonin syndrome. This is a dangerous condition caused by combining two or more serotonergic supplements or drugs, such as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, tricyclic antidepressants, amphetamines, pethridine, tramadol, dextromethorphane, buspirin, buspirin, L-tryptophan, St. John's wort, I'll get back to that, uh, triptans, ecstasy, metoclopramide, ordansterone, or cocaine. You would not want to take these drugs within 24 hours of each other, particularly combining the SSSR, particularly combining the SSRIs or SNRIs with 5-HTP. It causes uh, a number of very undesirable symptoms up to and including death. And you guys know that I lived in Colombia for a while and there was a hostel that I stayed at a couple of times. And at this, this hostel was kind of infamous as being the, the hostel of death. <laughs> in Colombia because there was a guy who died there as a result of combining SSRIs and cocaine. So I, I didn't know the guy. I'm, I'm sure he was uh, kind of an idiot, like a lot of idiot tourists that come to that country and combine cocaine with a lot of other things. As an anti-nootropic, a Dutch placebo-controlled study indicated that 5-HTP may actually impair cognition. That's right, from the abstract. Cognitive impairment has repeatedly been described in bipolar disorders. Serotonin is possibly involved, serotonin or uh, 5-HTP is possibly involved in these cognitive processes, more particularly in executive functions, learning, memory, and attention. The aim of this study was to investigate serotonergic vulnerability and its relation to cognitive functioning and healthy first-degree relatives of bipolar patients. In all groups, intravenous tryptophan impaired memory and psychomotor performance significantly. In conclusion, cognitive deficits in bipolar patients following intravenous tryptophan may reflect a central 5-HT vulnerability in frontal brain areas. Independent of intravenous tryptophan, cognitive deficits in bipolar patients provide evidence for a trait marker for bipolar disorders. A Ohioan biohacker explains, simply put, the more of the tryptophan metabolite kinergic acid floating around in your body, the more antagonism on the A7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptor glycine site of the NMDA receptor and enhanced risk of metabolic disorders. 
5-HTP is what tryptophan metabolizes into. And there's a significant amount of anecdotal reports complaining about how it causes brain fog, tiredness, lack of energy, or motivation. So I won't go so far as calling it a anti-nootropic, as it does help some seriously depressed people, but don't expect much performance enhancement from it. You know, the, the few incidences out there of people that kind of describe it as a nootropic, well, okay, I think this is what happened with this one, is some people that are, you know, really seriously depressed, that, you know, really have unbalanced psychology, they started using this and it pushed up their serotonin levels and it which as a result, they became a whole lot more motivated. They started, you know, having some energy and some zest to actually enjoy life and get things done. And so they started calling it a nootropic because that's what nootropics are purported to do. And then a lot of the nootropics performance enhancement crowd kind of jumped on the bandwagon with that. But for otherwise healthy people who are looking to take, who are, you know, you know, at eight or nine already, but they're trying to get to, you know, 11, they uh, jumped on the bandwagon and started experimenting with this. And they found that, no, actually it doesn't do a whole lot of good if you're not depressed, uh, if you're not seriously depressed. On sleep, a double-blind placebo-controlled 2010 Californian study evaluated a stack of 5-HTP, GABA, and valerian for 18 patients with sleep disorders. Sleep latency and duration of sleep were measured by daily questionnaires. Sleep quality was measured using a visual analog scale. Autonomic nervous system function was measured by heart rate variability analysis using 24-hour electrocardiographic recordings. The difference between the active and placebo groups was significant. Ease of falling asleep, awakenings, and AM grogginess improved. Objective measurement of parasympathetic function as measured by 24-hour heart rate variability improved in the active group compared with placebo. So GABA, maybe Phenibut, 5-HTP and Valerian is a sleep cocktail well worth trying. One biohacker reported, my sleep is so deep that I oversleep and I also have began to feel very drained of energy. On panic attacks, interestingly, 200 milligrams protects from panic attacks for those that are susceptible to acute anxiety from a Dutch study of 24 people suffering from panic disorder and 24 otherwise healthy people. So 49 people total? No, 48 people. <laughs> where's, where's my math skills? Come on, Jonathan. Okay, quote, uh, 5-HTP significantly reduced the reaction to the panic challenge in panic disorder patients regarding 
subjective anxiety, panic symptom score, and number of panic attacks as opposed to placebo. No such effect was observed in the healthy volunteers. 5-HTP acts to inhibit panic, which supports a modulatory role of serotonin in panic disorder. And an Estonian study confirmed this finding. Further analysis by gender revealed that females in the 5-HTP group had a significantly lower panic rate and intensity of cognitive symptoms wherein in males the effect of 5-HTP was limited to lowering the intensity of somatic panic symptoms. Thus, an increased availability of 5-HT may have a gender-dependent protective effect in CCK4 induced panic. So a bit of uh, scientific evidence behind what some people may accuse being a uh, clickbaity title that I gave this one. For heartbreak. Yes, for heartbreak. For, for those who are heartbroken and <laughs> for those doing the heartbreaking. Humorously, a 2010 Italian study was conducted to see if 5-HTP could assuage the heartbreak of young lovers. The subjects were evaluated at baseline at three weeks and at the end of the six-week trial using an adapted version of the Seffridge Cranky Problem Questionnaire uh, BDNF and platelet serotonin content were determined at baseline at three weeks and after the completion of the six-week trial. Our data suggests that direct modulation of the serotonergic system may have use for treatment of psychological suffering associated with unreciprocated romantic love. I wish I could sing with a little bit of a Italian Italian accent. I would do it right now to make this podcast a little more interesting. Uh, so <laughs> this is not a great study uh, because it was not placebo controlled. And in the study itself, the helpful effect of the 5-HTP uh, did not last after six weeks. But, you know, perhaps the young Italians simply found new lovers after six weeks. In fact, I would be disappointed in them if they did not. On weight loss, as a downstream effect of its mood enlightening, it helps people lose weight by regulating appetite. From an Italian study that gave diabetic patients 750 milligrams of 5-HTP, 25 overweight, non-insulin dependent, Diabetic outpatients were enrolled in a double-blind placebo-controlled study and randomized to receive either 5-HTP, so that would be 750 milligrams daily, or placebo for two consecutive weeks, during which no dietary restriction was described. 20 patients, 9 from the 5-HTP group and 11 from the placebo group, completed the study. Brain tryptophan availability in diabetic patients was significantly reduced when compared to a group of healthy controls. 
Patients receiving 5-HTP significantly decrease their daily energy intake by reducing carbohydrate and fat intake and reduced their body weight. An older Italian study suggested that it prompted anorexia. Quote, the administration of 5-HTP resulted in no changes in mood state, but promoted typical anorexia-related symptoms, decreased food intake, and weight loss during the period of observation. So people struggling with anorexia may want to avoid 5-HTP. The study subjects in this case were obese women, so presumably a little anorexic behavior would not be a bad thing. A follow-up study was done by the same researchers confirming that its weight loss mechanism is basically that it decreases the desire to eat satiety is the word for that so that's your new word of the day use that to sound smart satiety quote the study was double-blinded and was for two consecutive six-week periods no diet was prescribed during the first period a uh, 5400 Diet was, I have no idea what that kind of diet is, was recommended for the second. Significant weight loss was observed in 5-HTP treated patients during both periods, a reduction in carbohydrate intake, and a consistent presence of early satiety were also found. These findings, together with the good tolerance observed, suggest that 5-HTP may safely be used to treat obesity. What's interesting is that it says that the diet the subjects were on did not matter a whole lot. Simply decreasing the desire to eat led generally to them decreasing weight. Regarding alcohol withdrawal, in combination with some other nootropics, it can be helpful for alleviating alcoholic withdrawal from a 2011 Croatian study. Hey, I didn't know they did scientific studies in Croatia. I, I, I thought they just hung out in the sun and, and, and loved life. At least that's what they were doing the last time I was there in Croatia. Quote, uh, 20 patients suffering from alcohol addiction starting a detoxification therapy have been included in a prospective randomized double-blind study. The use of food supplement containing D-phenylalanine, L-glutamine, and 5-HTP alleviates the withdrawal symptoms and causes a rise in CD4 lymphocyte population, but it does not affect the serum cortisol levels, which are probably more affected by liver inflammation and liver restitution. So maybe worth trying for those struggling with alcoholism. Some other nootropics that will help with alcoholism and alcohol withdrawal are tianeptine, paracetam, and niacin. Check those out. And regarding mechanism of action, oh, I haven't researched this fully at this time. You'll want to check out my article about this. This article is, this podcast is a bit more concerned with what are the actual effects? Because I don't know, that's that's what I'm concerned with. Like the mechanism of action is 
interesting. But as a biohacker and as you know, someone whose job is to educate, I'm, I'm a whole lot more concerned about what it actually is gonna do for people than the really nerdy stuff of the, the mechanism. Uh, but it does cross the uh, blood-brain barrier. That's one of the big, uh, that's one of the distinctifying features of it from a paper that appeared in Alternative Medicine Review. 5-HTP is well absorbed from an oral dose with about 70% ending up in the bloodstream. It easily crosses the blood-brain barrier and effectively increases central nervous system synthesis of serotonin. I'll mention its origin. It comes from an African plant, Griffonia simplifolia. And the research doesn't indicate much of a difference between just supplementing 5-HTP and taking an extract of the plant itself. And I couldn't quite tell from the research whether all, or from, from looking things up, I couldn't quite tell whether all 5-HTP comes from the plant itself or if some comes from the plant and some is synthesized just in uh, laboratories. Let's talk about sources. So 5-HTP is not like some nutraceuticals or adaptogenic nootropics that are comprised of hundreds of different chemicals that work together uh, synergistically for a helpful effect. It's just a single molecule. And there's likely not a lot of diversity of quality between sources as there is with say rhodiola or ginseng. However, I'm a big fan of nootropics that are verified with a spectroscopy and a certificate of analysis report showing that they are at least 97% pure. I could not find a COA verified source other than Lift Mode's powdered 5-HTP. And Lift Mode is one of the good guys. They're, they're one of the vendors that is generally pretty trusted by biohackers. So if you're like me and you're fairly insistent on making sure that you're always getting the real thing when you're supplementing these nootropics and getting the COA verified stuff, well, then you're just going to have to, you know, do the whole thing with measuring out the powders and taking it as a powder as opposed to just dropping a tablet because all of those, you know, the health product ones that you're going to find at your vitamin stores, those ones are, are not, uh, they're not verified. So, you know, hopefully, likely because it's a single molecule, uh, there's not quite the concern like there is with the adaptogens, but uh, yeah, go with lift mode if you have, if you have high standards. Okay, talking about usage, you don't want to take it by itself. You do want to take it with a meal and you do not want to use any of the liquid forms of it. Let's talk about cofactors. The top cofactor is probably L-tyrosine. L-tyrosine and 5-HTP is a biohacker favorite. And a paper appeared in the Journal of Neuropharmacology that found the combination to be synergistic. Also, green tea. 
and the catechins in green tea aid a chemical mechanism which is crucial to 5-HTP converting into serotonin. That's right. So, you know, perhaps down your 5-HTP with some nice green tea. It's uh, recommended that you take vitamin B6 and magnesium in combination with 5-HTP supplements to ensure the healthy metabolism of 5-HTP. Deficiencies of these two essential nutrients, vitamin B6 and magnesium, often manifest as depression. And then interestingly, originally I'd included St. John's wort as a chemical cofactor of this because I had seen a couple of places online where people were we're doing the two together and saying that it was really great antidepressant combination together. And of course there was, you know, some products that were combining the two together, but I dug a bit more into the research. And the real issue here is that St. John's wort is also serotonergic. St. John's wort also really promotes serotonin. And so this is a place where we get into that concern with the serotonin syndrome, which again, it's really nasty it'll if you if you catch it it'll make you hate life it could put you into a coma it could actually kill you and if you do st john's wort and and 5-htp together there's a little bit of a risk there so if you were going to combine them you'd want to do it at uh, extremely low dosages and I think the reason why you're seeing some people out there that are really singing the praise of doing those two together is they both do really pump up the serotonin so there's probably some people out there that are like really depressed that are you know really serotonin depleted and then they do those two together and they just feel like they're in heaven right so they sing the praises of it and so some lazy people that are writing articles are saying that you should combine the two and no, <laughs> unless you're, you know, unless you're like suicidally depression, depressed, don't combine those two. It could be risky. For dosage, you're going to want to check out my article on that because I have not completed my research on dosage yet. So please see the dosage infographic on my article. I'll mention the side effects because they're uh, notable with this one. Upset stomach is a pretty frequently reported side effect. In fact, one biohacker reported, I could definitely feel the positive effects, but the negative effects outweighed the positive effects. The stomach pain and headache might only last for a couple of doses. Studies indicate that after several weeks, the nausea went away. So I, I, it's probably not worth waiting for most people. While theoretically high dosages of 5-HTP should be metabolized and flushed out of the body, there exists some evidence that side effects of excess could include mild nausea, heartburn, and heart valve damage and hypertension. One biohacker reported a deleterious effect on workout performance. I don't think it would be that bad, honestly. But since I, I lift weights multiple times a week, this supplement is doing me more harm than good. On a typical weightlifting day, my workout is split into five sections. After taking 5-HTP the night before, I barely have enough energy to get through one section. And that is a serious problem because of this, I'm quitting 5-HTP 
all together. And then let's see, low libido was mentioned somewhere else in the side effects, but then improving libido was also mentioned. So I didn't really find good enough research either way on that one. Conflicts, again, as I said, potentially lethal conflict with antidepressants and other drugs. And so if you're on any other prescription drugs, it's highly recommended that uh, you consult the uh, 5-HTP drug interaction matrix that I'm going to link to in this article. And then I'll do my editor's review of it. Finally, on a personal note, 5-HTP is actually one of the first nootropics I ever used. When I was a teenager and would go to raves, as in a little bit of ecstasy. Yeah, when I would go to those, me and my friends would use 5-HTP the next day because the ecstasy, I think the kids nowadays call it MDMA or Molly. Man, are you and Molly? You rolling, man? You rolling? Because that stuff diminishes the uh, serotonin levels. So anyone with much experience with ecstasy knows that the day or the, the days after can be pretty hellish because the drug so depletes your feel-good neurotransmitters and 5-HTP is sort of a biohack for this. It sort of is a way to, you know, really, you know, rock out at the raves and, you know, really enjoy your uh, MDMA trip without really paying for it. Uh, so my favorite usage of 5-HTP was in combination with tyrosine. Tyrosine is a wakefulness promoter and a true performance enhancer. It's a real nootropic. Uh, definitely check out my video that I did on it, one of my better videos. In combination with 5-HTP, it creates a great headspace of motivation and optimism. And I've used uh, powdered 5-HTP a handful of times now. It doesn't taste great and it's resulted in an unpleasant upset stomach that lasted for like 45 to 60 minutes and for that reason I'll likely not continue to use it. I did not find its effect on mood remarkable enough that I want to put up with that stomach upset. My go-to nootropics for mood are rhodiola and phenibut and my go-to biohacks for mood are meditation and no fab and i just they, those things really work well they keep my mood quite good well, all the time really and i don't feel the need to use a whole lot more mood promoting strategies drugs etc okay so ultimately i think that 5-htp is a short-term serotonin strategy because 5-HTP so directly increases the neurotransmitter serotonin, it causes imbalances elsewhere in our neurobiology. It's not a suitable long-term strategy for depression or mood management. I'll repeat that because it's important. It's not a suitable long-term strategy for depression or mood management. A Belgian biohacker 
explains this. Ultimately, your body is going to downregulate the enzymes needed to convert the tyrosine L-phenylalanine into dopamine and norepinephrine. This also counts for 5-HTP being converted into serotonin. As far as I'm aware, when simply supplementing amino acids to improve neurotransmitter prevalence in the brain, tolerance will build very rapidly within one week to two weeks, that's from personal experience, not saying that it's not viable to help out with mood when used sparingly, just saying there's most likely better ways for continued treatment. And a German biohacker gave a confirmatory anecdote. That stack, 5-HTP, tyrosine, and various B vitamins does work in raising serotonin, also in balancing dopamine somewhat. But you're messing with those metabolic pathways in a significant way by doing that. And that is why all those other cofactors are needed. I've been on this stuff for lots of years. I really needed it when I was depressed like hell. And I had an emotional pain that simply wouldn't go away for two decades, wow, prior to starting that stack. Did it help? Yes. Was it the best intervention possible? Probably not. I was able to get off all this stuff with the uridine stack. And I believe it partly fixed a part of my brain that was damaged from this decade-long suffering. So this is why I am more into brain regeneration and psychotherapeutic interventions, even though I do them myself. And I would only go back to this stack if I was completely fucked up again. There are a lot of side effects and it's a fine line to balance the supplements to get rid of the side effects. So this is my advice to you. Don't use the stack unless you are severely depressed and need a way out. In conclusion, if you're fortunate enough to have well-balanced psychology, a generally positive mood, and are not depressed, I think there's little need for you to use 5-HTP. And again, I said it's a womanly antidepressant and as we all know, women, their emotional life is just a bit more kind of like a roller coaster, right? And I think that you could use something like 5-HTP, use it sparingly to not make the, the downs of that roller coaster ride quite so steep and deep. Its benefits outside of mood are pretty slim. If you're looking for a performance-enhancing nootropic, there's a lot better options out there. However, as I've said elsewhere, depression is kind of like a check engine light on a car. It's a quite ambiguous sign that something is not working somewhere in your neurobiology. There is literally dozens, perhaps hundreds of different ways to attempt to treat depression. Amongst the vast number of options for treating depression that are out there, amongst the, the confusing abundance of options that are out there, there is a couple of low-hanging fruits, things that you would want to start with before moving on to more radical 
options. And the low-hanging fruit would be things like exercise, meditation, cleaning up your diet, and increasing serotonin, which is a pretty for sure bet of at least temporarily assuaging depression. And you can, you know, rise up out of the, the mire that may be the, your internal life and your mood, and that will allow you to start to habituate some better habits that will help you to, you know, kind of reach that escape velocity with your level of uh, mood and motivation and happiness and ultimately beat depression. And 5-HTP could play a real useful role in that. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. I hope that you found this video helpful and make sure to go and check out the meta-analysis that I wrote about this one as I will continue to update that and I am going to link to the most credible sources there because who knows, that may change. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.